0: From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions. I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is the breakdown with Dr. B. Well, this year has definitely taken on our mental health worldwide, most definitely, and the results are coming in. In fact, doctor experts warn that a sizable minority could be left with mental health problems that probably will outlast the pandemic. What do you think about that?
1: You know, I, I really agree, Linda, you know, that um, that the aftermath of COVID is going to have major mental health repercussions. And it really, this is kind of what we saw in the pandemic of 1918. Well, like, of the population had chronic post-traumatic stress syndrome and it masquerades around it all as all kinds of things. So uh, certainly um, we have a real mental health issue, like on the tail of the virus.
0: Yeah. It's almost like a mental health pandemic. History repeats itself. I always like to say, I mean, why should we be surprised by this prediction? When you look back at SARS, which really couldn't compare to the COVID-19, during 2003, we know that 30%, there was a 30% increase in suicides. There was also a large percentage of PTSD after Hurricane Katrina. And as you mentioned, the 1918 Spanish flu. So how would we not have some repercussions when it comes to mental health?
1: all of these are traumas. And I, I, and I really think that that's really what we're talking about here is how are we going to deal with all that trauma, you know, from the virus emotionally? Now, a lot's been said about the physical manifestations, but what about the emotional parts?
0: Well, I was reading that not only the fear of getting the COVID-19, the virus, But the main cause, the main culprit, a lot of experts are feeling was being quarantined for so long that that led to or exacerbated any existing problems like anxiety. And one thing, uh, the study that's coming out of Australia this week is that perhaps 10 to 15 percent of life will not go back to normal that we will see long-term anxiety, and this is what I didn't expect, and OCD.
1: Absolutely a problem here. What happens here is that, you know, we're all, a lot of us were locked up. We were kind of like out of control in terms of, you know, we were in a locked environment. And um, a lot of people have been uh, suffering from anxiety issues before. And now, All the anxiety spectrum disorders, including OCD, social anxiety, generalized anxiety, panic disorder, all of these things we're starting to see really emerge much more right now.
0: Now, when we talk about OCD, just so everybody knows what that means, obsessive compulsive disorder, but we're generally talking about the emergence of germophobia, right? which makes sense with the virus?
1: Well, you know, certainly uh, people who have OCD can develop obsessions about contamination and compulsions about managing those obsessions. Now, those people had issues before. I have patients now that tell me, Doc, I don't know if I'm ever going to be the same again. You know, because they're afraid to touch this. They're afraid to do this. They're afraid to do this. They can't, like, even walk around without feeling they're going to be contaminated. You know, it's interesting, Linda, you know, we usually don't give, like, uh, some tips early on, but, you know, there's been uh, some uh, media now on a drug called fluvoxamine that we've used for years. It's a generic drug for Luvox, and we've used it for OCD. And, And what they found is there's something about this medication that it helps people fight off the viruses. So not only do you fix the OCD, but it helps people fight off the viruses. Uh, and it's readily available. It's a generic drug. I mean, so, you know, a lot of people suffering from OCD could really get some help from fluvoxamine. It's one of the illnesses, you know, we, we, we're going to go over a bunch of tips and how people could manage, you know, their trauma and anxiety. But OCD people do very well with appropriate medical management. So I think, you know, that's, you know, something we usually say to the end, but I really wanted to help people with that right away.
0: Okay. So beyond medicine, what would be some tips that you would prescribe to do that anyone can do um, without taking medication?
1: Okay, well, you know, um, I help a lot of people with this. We have to take a look at what's in your control, not what's not in your control. You know, that means like you got to break things down to smaller time frames. Like we, we talk about the hurricane, you know, if it's in the middle of the hurricane, see if you can get by the next, you know, hour, a few minutes. You know, don't think, you know, days ahead. People shouldn't think about what's going to happen in a month. Maybe they should just focus on the, you know, what's going to happen in the day. So one of the things we want to do is break things down to smaller time frames. Now um, we've talked throughout a lot of our webinars and things, uh, our um, videos about the three R's, and these the three R's are resilience, routine, and relationship. Oh, first one, like resilience. Look, we've all been trying to, I hope you know, stay in good health, uh, exercise you know, have a good sleep, you know, routine, vitamins, etc. cetera. We, you know, we really want to, we couldn't emphasize, you know, enough about resilience. Um, and then uh, about routine, you, you know, like we have to work at home. We got to set good boundaries. Um, we maybe shouldn't work on the weekends and have enough uh, time to take off, get connected with people, get support with relationships, get back with people.
0: Well, that brings up this great term that you coined a few weeks ago, which is a condition that is going um, on among, what, 10, 15% of the population as we are now reentering into society and it's called cave syndrome. So many people are falling in love with their, their isolation to the point of dysfunction or they're fearful and they can't leave. So one tip would be don't avoid things, right? Don't avoid going out to dinner after you've had your vaccination, sitting outside with the friend that you'd love to have Tuesday night dinners with, right? Don't avoid things because avoiding is a short-term strategy that isn't the long-term strategy. It's not the be all and the end all, it's a bad idea.
1: You know, I think we should really kind of just take really a a look at that word avoidance because it's Mm -hmm. the name of the game. And what's happening is, just like you said, people, um, we need to to have avoidance and to get, you know, the virus under control. But now it's like too much of a good thing. And then people have locked themselves in. um, They're avoiding everything. And now um, they need to get out and they're being avoidant. And I think we need to talk about how people could safely go out and not be avoidant because it's really our enemy being avoidant. So one of the things, uh, this is a great tip that I try to do myself, and that is make a list of all the things like you used to do or you'd like to do. I want to go to the new restaurant. I want to see that friend. I want to play golf. I want to go and... Uh, you know, out to to this uh, park, whatever, whatever you like to do, make a list and knock them off one at a time. And as I say, if you need to bring a companion, you know, somebody like you feel comfortable with and start working on your list.
0: That's a great idea. And lists kind of bring us to our next topic. But let's talk about some of the good things that the lockdown had on us. What are some of the positive effects like making lists, like clean out the closet? You know, so often, speaking of avoidance, we are creatures of procrastination. And I've always said, oh, I'll clean out my closet when I have time, like this big time period is going to happen, or I'll clean out the garage one day when I have time. Well, guess what? For all of us, the pandemic was that time. And we got to get organized, right? We got to clean out our closets, finally.
1: You know, I speak to a lot of people that have done stuff around the house or done things that they hadn't had a chance to do. And uh, it's been very positive. I studied a lot of psychiatry uh, during these months. I'm not much of a cook, but I know how to cook one great thing. You oh, know, wait, my tell, me, tell me, tell
0: me. I can't. No, see, okay. I don't see you as a cook at all. Yeah, yeah,
1: I'm not really <laughs> a good cook, uh, but I got all one right. thing. It's matzo brine. Okay, nobody. My grandmother taught me how to do it before she went senile, and I'm the one who has the recipe. I'm the best at it. Okay, so okay. you
0: had a lot of mozzarella going on during the pandemic.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. We oh, it sounds
0: like it sounds like the Bregman <laughs> home may have gained some weight there. Yeah, <laughs>
1: unfortunately, uh, carbohydrates, right? Oh so gosh. It, it's it, it, So you know um, what I've seen too is. This has been people who, um, young people, uh, all kinds of people that are living in such close quarters, they're either getting married or in love again, as never before, or divorced. Uh, I mean, it's amazing what it's done for relationships. You know, people really have a chance to be with each other.
0: Yeah. And you can, for me, not, you know, what happened with me is I started noticing around my circle of friends and neighbors, I really got to see what people were made of. Are they fearful? Are they unkind? Are they not generous? Did they call you when you weren't feeling well? I mean, this tested people's personalities.
1: You, You know, you really get to know who your friends are. Uh, Big know, time. Like, uh, difficult time take a look around who has really called you, who stayed up with you who you could call, who you feel close to then you're going to see at this point you know something about you may have some great friends out of this
0: exactly mm-hmm. no and and made new friends too so oh, I just think this was another great thing about the pandemic if you, you want to yeah. call it that yeah um, some silver lining here's a silver lining that I actually heard over the radio the other day. So obviously people more, a lot more people are working from home. Well, a person that works with statistics said that traffic went way down because people weren't commuting. So the average time last year before the pandemic, people were stuck on the average of 96 hours for that year, stuck in traffic on a normal year. I mean to say, Right during the pandemic, the <laughs> average was only twenty hours.
1: Yeah, you know, and then kind of leads me to telemedicine. You know, one of the great things that came out of, of this pandemic is that people are getting access to all kinds of medical services, especially psychiatry. You know, through telemedicine. I, I mean, there's you know, the there's no real commute. You know. Uh, they don't have to wait, you know, at all. Um, it, it's a convenient uh, and people get seen. There's more compliance. I mean, so there's really been a bit of benefit in telemedicine. Uh, oh, from I the agree. Benefit.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, and then I was reading that perhaps, and I truly believe this, that Americans and businesses are going to be more hygienic after this. That's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I heard a lot more people washing their hands. Mm -hmm. And if you look at the air quality of major cities around the world and the rivers and so forth, because they're not being stirred up, there's like fish in Venice that you could see now. Yeah. Wildlife
0: is thriving.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of interesting.
0: Well, listen, the list is long for some people. And so as you're a cup half full kind of guy, I think we should all as we're starting to see the pandemic, not necessarily in our rearview mirror yet, but arguably in the side mirror. um, I think as we leave the cave, I think we should count our blessings. I really do. And make a list of all the things you learned and how you became a better person during this pandemic. It'll help
1: you. Absolutely. Get into something positive here. Make your plans, control what you can, and um, be mindful. Practice those three R's.
0: The three R's. Well, I'm going to leave our listeners with the three R's, and we'll talk about some more good stuff next week.
1: Looking forward to it, Linda. Take care now. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.
0: From Bregman MD. You've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.